With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you want the best coverage from the farm system to the front office, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Rangers Today baseball podcast, now on the Dub Network. Here are your hosts, Jeff and John. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rangers Today Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 96, and today, Aiden Curry, Texas Rangers pitcher in the minor leagues. He's in Hickory right now. He started out in down, down East in another one of those 2020 uh, draft, or not draft, but one of that from that year, 2020, of the COVID. He'll be joining us here in a little bit, but we've got to go to the big league stuff. Um, last week, for the first time, I said, not good. Yeah. And I didn't think I would be able to say this, but it's even worse. Uh, this, it's even worse than what it was last week. It sure is. Uh, what happened Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday? Um, look, the Rangers aren't out of it. They still have an opportunity. They're, I think, a half a game out of the playoffs. Um, the you know that second wild card. But this this team is not playing like a team going to the playoffs. They're not. This is the this is the worst they've played all all season. Um, it's the worst they've played. Shoot, I mean, I guess you could go back to last year. At some point, they had to have a stretch like this, and and the year before that, it just, you know, it's it's a a formula where nothing is going right. No, um, you know, and and then in a you know, if if something does go right, then like if the offense scores five runs, then then something breaks down, either the rotation or the or the bullpen or both. And so you you know you saw uh, you saw that mon- in Monday's game on Labor Day against the Astros, it, you know it was they jumped the, out to a lead. They had a three nothing lead. Andrew Heaney couldn't hold it. Um, you know he got tired because he you know he gets to 80, 80 pitches and that's it. Yeah. You know? And and they tried to get that last out, <clears throat> couldn't do it. Um, Rangers immediately retake the lead on a Corey Seager second homer of the game. Glenn Otto. Um, Who's no longer with the organization? Glenn Otto uh, of the San Diego Padres. That's right. He um, he coughs, coughs the lead right back up. Garver hits a home run, uh, ties it up. They turn to Josh Spores, which has has been a disaster of late. Um, and and that was it. That was the game. You know, and and you can say, oh well, Corey Seager's error made it worse, and yeah, it didn't help, but. Seager's been really good defensively this year. But the point, the, yeah, the, the you, point is <laughs> that golly, no, no, you can't even go to that. The point is that. Nothing's gone right. Nothing. And then the last the last two games were a, a fiasco. I mean, that's <laughs> there's no other way to say it. Well, and then you had Evaldi coming out the next day. And, and in, in, in Evaldi's defense, he never got a rehab start, nor did he throw to any hitters. He just yeah. went out and did bullpens. And this is a guy that says, you know what? If I can go out and give you a couple of innings, let's go. And I, I we just all assumed exactly what was going to happen. He'll come out, maybe get one or two, maybe three, depending on how it goes. Then you'll have Dunning to come in and piggyback off of him, and you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about the bullpen if those two together could be anything like they are normally. Yeah. You expected maybe a run or something to get or a couple of runs to get in there, but those guys hold you there. He goes out, can't even hardly get out of He can't get out of the second inning. Um, right. and, and that's – look, he is not going to be that way the rest of the year. Well, I mean, he's he's he'll be better, but he's still gonna he's still not gonna he's not gonna pitch seven innings on on Monday. I no, mean, he's, he's not. He's gonna get. This is he's basically on a spring training schedule. Yeah, you know the the first start every spring is two or thirty two innings or thirty pitches, and he hit uh, thirty five pitches there in the in the second inning. That was that. Um, so this this week will be three or three and forty five or three and fifty, and we'll 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 see what happens. But and then Dunning comes <laughs> in and just spits the bit too. He wasn't very good, yeah. And so, um, you know, the, the the sad thing is that their their best reliever has, has been Cody Bradford, which isn't sad. But then their other best reliever has been Austin Hedges, the catcher. You know, and and <laughs> and, and he he picked back to back games. You know, didn't one and two thirds uh, scoreless innings, throwing about fifty five or sixty, and uh, getting the job done. So uh, obviously, Bruce Bochy hates using position players to pitch. 
but that just that's just where the the team is right now. The bullpen is is the the, the he doesn't the, trust anybody. The good guys, good in air quotes, um, were are overworked, and then the other the rest they're just pitching like crap. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. No. You know, I mean, we, you know. Bochy said it perfectly when he said, it's okay to make a mistake, <clears throat> but when your mistakes are not staying in the yard, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. And they're not. And and look, hats off. I ha- hate to say it, but Jose Altuve, what he did, those two games hitting five home runs and six at-bats. Yeah. Uh, I mean, give me a break. I mean, you know what? Pitchers made mistakes. He did not miss the mistakes. That's right. That's and right. and I look, I, I look, I'm a I'm a Ranger homer. I admit it. I hate losing to the Astros, but they came in and asserted dominance and said, "We are still the team in the American League yeah. West." And I know yeah. we have been shit for part of the year, mm. but we're back. And you know what? Texas could get on a run, and maybe they get in the playoffs. Things change in who you use, and maybe they face up. But they right now they got to concentrate on Toronto. Yeah, and they've got to mm. concentrate on winning against Oakland this weekend. Yeah. And that's that's the only thing you can do because sure. Wednesday was even worse. You, you bring your guy that's supposed to stop any skid. He comes out and gives up a grand slam. He goes down seven to nothing to the Astros, who just had batting practice. Yeah, it was, you know, they, they hit 16 home runs. They scored 39 runs. They had 50 hits. And, excuse me, if I'm not mistaken, that's an MLB record for I a three-game so. series. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's, that's throwing uh, salt on the wound, you know, and then – uh, you know, Scherzer, you know, uh, when we recorded last week, he started that night, pitched well, then afterwards says, hey, uh, got a little forearm tightness. and and Freaked the world <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, and then he only goes three innings. Um, he did not say that was a problem this time, he, though. Yeah, he did. He, I mean, he said he was having trouble getting through the ball, but then he said everybody's dealing with something this time of year. He explained that it's not an injury. Uh, that rest will help, so he expects to be better on on his next start with an, ex- an, extra, with an day. extra day's rest, and he only threw three innings against the Astros, so that combined should make him more effective in his mind, at least. But um, yeah, you know, you, you're like, oh, great, this guy's hurt. <clears throat> he says he's not hurt. This guy's dealing with something. You just got him, you know, and you traded one of your top prospects for him. You expect him to be in the rotation next year. Is he going to get through the season? You know, and, and, and so I mean, there, there are a lot of things. And Adolis Garcia goes and gets hurt trying to rob one of those three home runs that Scherzer gave up, which leads us to the big news that's going on. That we're going to be the, out there today. The big news is that Adolis Garcia is hurt. Uh, he may return this season. The, Luckily, the injury, it's not a The injury wasn't as bad as they thought it was. Uh, it might be. So that's good. Uh, and to replace him, the Rangers are bringing up Evan Carter, top prospect. And, yes. Um, Good for him. We we love Evan. He's been a friend of the show for sure, and uh, and been on twice. But that that was fantastic. But good lord, uh, he's going to get a chance. Yeah, you know, last week we talked about this kind of extensively, and I was like, no, the Rangers aren't going to call him up. Um, I don't know if I said bar, barring an injury like this. Even then, I thought that they would still be, uh, they'd still not want to do it. But uh, here he is, and uh, you know. I don't. I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to give good at bats. He's going. He's going to see, you know, even even from a. Uh, I don't. You know, these days are pretty bad. Paul Blackburn's having a, a, a decent who they faced tonight year. He was an all star last year, I think, or the year before. He's strike. He's striking out more guys than he has. But so he might. <clears throat> he might give some. Give you some trouble. But then honestly, he's gonna. He's probably going to see some pitchers that he's seen in the minor leagues. Um, you know, because the the double A affiliate is, is for the A's is Midland, and uh, you know I'm sure I'm I'm gonna guess that Evan saw some of these guys either earlier this year, maybe late last year. I don't I don't know if they ever faced Midland uh, in his week that he got called up, but um, there's gonna be a little familiarity. It's gonna be the you know when he goes to face the Blue Jays in Canada, a place yeah. he's never been. Yes, you know, so the Kentucky boy <laughs> goes to Canada, Tennessee. But I said Kentucky. It just sounds better. He's, anyway, anyway, he's he's being thrown into a a pennant race, b replacing a guy that has the American League lead in RBIs, and then uh, c there's going to be a you know a whole new experience. For yep, him. he's never been to Toronto and played in the. He's Sky never Dome. traveled like he's about to travel. Never been to Cleveland. Never traveled like he's had to. <clears throat> they're going to come home. Then he's going to go back on the road to two new places. 
And and who knows? You know, that, that last series, <coughs> Garcia may or may not be back. But it's going to be it, – it could be a high-pressure yeah, final final seven to ten games for this guy. I mean, and he's going to be feeling the pressure anyway. So the good news is he's got a great head on his shoulders. Oh, my gosh. He, he, He'll be amped tonight. That, that'll that happen. We may see him swing a little more than he normally does just because that's the way he is. But I'll tell you what, guys, if he comes up and, and starts out 0 for 7 or 0 for 10, it is not a failure. Right. This is a kid, Don't worry about it. This is a kid that probably shouldn't be up here right now, but I'm excited he's up here. I'll be honest with you, and I even thought if, if nobody had gotten hurt, if the bottom of the lineup continued to do what it was doing – Maybe in a week or so, if he was – look, he had an over 850 OPS or 900 OPS at AAA. He was hitting over 300 at AAA, but it had only been a week that he had been up there. been eight games. Been eight games. Then why not? Maybe (laughs) do what they did with Josh Young. People have talked about that. Come up and take a couple weeks just Mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. acclimated to what it's like because more than likely he's got a great shot to make the team out of spring training. Seems like it, yeah. So so he might have come up, and everybody has dogged me (laughs) about – well, what do you think now, Evan Carter? You said he shouldn't come up. Now it is. I said, this is – I immediately, when when Adolis got hurt, I tweeted out and said, if he's hurt and he's on the IL, I think this affords an opportunity for maybe to see Evan Carter. Yeah, I, I think it was – I think it would have taken something extraordinary and something extraordinary has kind of happened. I yep. mean, a couple of extraordinary things have happened. Yep. Adolis is hurt and the Rangers aren't, aren't scoring like they were. Um, this kid has never gone up to any <laughs> level – and failed miserably. Now, yep. he has not faced Major League f- pitching like he is about to. It's kind of good that the A's are the team he's going to face. Like you said, he might be facing some of those. He's not going to hit at the top of the lineup. He's going to hit at the bottom of the lineup. Why would they do that to him? They're not going to put him at the top. Like, everybody sees him as a potential leadoff hitter. Yeah. I do, too, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah. But he's not going to do that right now. And, uh, you know, he may come – hey, and if he comes out and goes 7 for 10 with three home runs over the weekend, again – that's not the guy you're going to have for a full yeah. season. He is a good major league baseball player <clears throat> who could be a, uh, a a stable outfielder in this for this team for the next seven to ten <clears throat> years. Sure, truthfully, yeah. And they've got another one coming right up the pike. White Langford is even more impressive than he is at every level he's coming up. But they're not going to bring up Langford this year. No, and he is going to start next year in the minor leagues. I don't care what kind of spring he has. They're going to start him at Double A probably. Yeah, I would think so. That's where he is now. That's where he's going to finish. Um, I, I think that, you know, if, if we're going to talk about Carter's future, um, I, I think he has a very good chance to open next season on the roster. Um, I, I don't know if they would move him to center and, and move Tavares to left. They don't have a left fielder right. for next year. So that's that's kind of – that that's one opening. Um, I mean, Tavares, you know, I, I wrote this today and – the, the daily newsletter rangerstoday.com which you can subscribe to for 5.99 a month or $60 for the year. Leody Tavares right now has is is above an above replacement player. His right. WAR is 1.7. His OPS plus is is below average slightly at at 95. Uh, but with his base stealing, his base running and his defense, this is a this is a really good player. Right. He can switch hit um, he's proven to be pretty durable. You know, yeah. th- you know, this is the most he's ever played. Uh, you know, there are a lot of – He tends to get himself out of slumps. He'll go in yeah. a little slump and then all of a sudden come out of he, it. He's, he's been performing better. Um, now, that, that doesn't mean that the Rangers can't do better right now, but I think that <clears throat> Leody Tavares is going to be on the team next year, uh, you know, un- unless they – Maybe he's <clears throat> the fourth outfielder. I, maybe, maybe, but I, I – I don't think he would keep a guy who's that good defensively and can do as much as he does on the bench. Uh, you know, one, one, one thing that could help the pitching staff, which is going to have some holes to fill, is having a, an outfield of three studs. And, you know, can a, run Adolis and is a very good defensive outfielder. Leo Tavares is very good. And Evan Carter on, on <clears throat> is, is very good too. Yes. So, you know, that's, that's one way to help the pitching staff. It's one way to help the offense you know, with with a Carter, who in theory will be getting on base more. Um, but <clears throat> I think this is the beginning of Evan Carter's major league career. I think he's done in the minor leagues. I don't, I don't. Yeah, there's you know, no unless unless he just looks like he's overmatched. Dog if he's crap just, at spring training um, or gets yeah, injured. I mean, I mean, yeah. You know, Josh Young wasn't great last year when he came up. 
Yeah. Josh, Josh Young hit 205, I think. He's, he led off the, his <coughs> career with a home run and yeah. then hit about 205. Yeah, yeah Evan <laughs> Carter is is what he is. And you know what? Here, <clears throat> here's the truth of the matter. He cannot be any worse than what they're getting at the bottom of the lineup right now. Yeah. And he is 21 years old, and he is a potential future all-star on sure. this team. He may not be. He may just be a good player. He may be like a McCormick <clears throat> down in Houston where he's just a great player that that is a – thorn in someone's side and does yeah. well and hits above 260 and has about 20 home runs and is just a, you know, gets on base a lot. That's sure. the main thing. His job's to get on base. Yeah. You know, the, um, the, the Astros, their lineup's so deep. And, you know, it, it, without Leody Tavares and Josh Young now, that's – or I'm sorry, it's without Garcia. Adoles Garcia and, and, and Josh Young now. That, I mean, those are two huge holes. This Josh Young thing, I mean, you know, you, you, you can – Look back and say, "Oh well, you know who's the American League Rookie of the Year." Cry. Look what the Rangers have done without Josh Young. They haven't done <laughs> haven't anything done much. Nope. I, mean, I really think that if somebody's going to take a deep look at this Rookie of the Year race, they would say, "Gosh, the yeah. Rangers were crap without Josh without, Young." They they have to look uh, at that. You know, how valuable is this guy? So, um, and he's going to end the year probably in the big leagues. So <laughs> yeah, it's you know he he. Uh, isn't swinging a bat yet? He hopes he hopes this to be week doing was that. dry swings this week, and um, then then maybe you know he's got some range of motion. He, you know, the film the film looks terrible. It, it looks awful. Yeah, we and, saw that and, the other day. And uh, got a big scar right it's there, swollen, and uh, he was moving it more. He was able yeah, to go over right. and touch there, and and that's fine. But I, I mean, he's he's he said it's not going to be healed until till, well into the off season, right? And, so that makes me wonder, well, is he going to have a normal offseason? Probably not. Um, how does that affect him getting ready for next year? Sure. Uh, but <clears throat> the fact of the matter is he has been missed more than any. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. The Rangers obviously have missed Evaldi the second half. Right. He's only made two starts or one and a half starts. They've had a great DeGrom season without him. DeGrom has been missed, but they were doing doing okay without him. Right. Um I just, it's just, you know, the, the the one thing that you can never predict is, is injuries. Yeah. And that's the one thing that Chris Young was most fearful of. I, I talked to him in May, I think it was, and he, he said then, you know, I'm just worried about the injuries. The depth hasn't developed like they thought it would. You know, that's you know, the bullpen options. That's why Ian Kennedy is up. I mean, they he made the opening day roster. <laughs> they they released him. Yeah. And then he resigned a minor league contract, and here he is again. And, and he then, just uh, lingered around. I'm, I actually <laughs> forgot he was down there. It's 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 <laughs> it's really interesting, you know. So I don't know. Uh, it, the the team is is just not in a good spot, and maybe Evan Carter helps that. Maybe he doesn't. But um, he is not the savior. So everybody, chill out. The, the ranger the Rangers are are I don't want to say grasping for straws, but and I don't want to call this a, this is kind of a, a desperation move, you know. I mean, the Diamondbacks called up Jordan Lawler. Uh, the 2021 six rounder from from Dallas Jesuit. Number six pick, not number, six rounder. Yeah, number God six over pick. Number six pick, and uh, four picks after Jack Leiter. Um, By the way, we'll talk about Jack in a little. Anyway, bit. it just seems like this is the time of year where teams are trying to pull out the last stops, and and, uh, I, and don't know, team, I don't know that the Rangers have any more in them after after this one. This, well, this here's what I've said all along: if they somehow survive this and make the playoffs <clears> somehow. <throat> It changes everything. You're, you're, first of all, your starting rotation is no longer five people. It's usually at the most four. That's if you go in deep in a series. Usually three because with the days off and the travel, you can bring someone back. Yeah. That means two of those guys can go to the bullpen. You can go to some of these guys at the back end who can help your bullpen. And it changes you. It changes what happens. Now, the one thing the Rangers do not have and have not had all season is a true shutdown closer. They just don't have one. I know yeah. it's supposed to be Chapman, but he can't go more than one day. Right. Um, so, you know, that that's not a, a closer. A closer guy that goes out and goes three or four in a row, and then finally you're like, you know what, we can't use you today. And hopefully you're not having to go save five games yeah. in a row. That, yeah. that that shows your deficiencies if you're having to save five games in a row yeah. um, one way or the other. But they don't have the shutdown closer. They just don't. Um, and so maybe one of these guys steps in to do that. You would, you know, coming in from there. But, you know, they have a chance. Oakland's a big opportunity for them to go in and do that to Oakland. I get Toronto's playing Kansas City. Is that right? Uh, yeah, they, yeah. It's it's kind of it's going to uh, come down to them just playing each other for those games. They're just they have to play well. Is it four? It's four. They have to play 
well in those games. Yeah, they need to win That's the it. series. They have to win the series yeah. there to to and and well, they need to win this weekend too. Right, right. I mean, it's a, they need to get healthy this weekend against the A's, who've been playing a little bit better. Uh, but they really need to um, be at as good as good as they can be, whatever that is okay. at this point against yep. against the Blue Jays. Last question before we get out of here. <laughs> It hasn't happened yet. We've been trying to watch. There's going to be a 40-man move. Oh, yeah. Who do you think? And someone made a hilarious point. I made this little <laughs> – I put this little poll out here, and I listed Austin Hedges. And did you see any comments on that? Uh-uh. One guy goes, dude, we got to go with four catchers. He's our best <laughs> bullpen arm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. He goes, we may need him three days a week, you know, to, to, to yeah. come in and, and close a game out. You know, I, I'm not sure. So um, I had Hedges, I had Spores maybe. I don't think Spores because they put him on the IL. You also have someone like Miller. Uh, you go down to maybe Yuri or, or maybe Yuri Rodriguez. Um, Hernandez, I mean, we love Hernandez. He throws 100. But he came up and walked in a winning run and yeah. walked the base. So, I mean, I don't know, but it's going to mm. be made. Something's happening. Well, um, can, can Miller go on the 60-day Sure, IL? he can go on the 60. I, I don't – he's not – I don't think he's coming back. Unless another injury happens, right? Where's the, he's not hurt, right? No, we see him running around there. I mean, he's you got know, the, it, what it, is it, a phantom uh, I think it, hamstring, hamstring or something? Yeah. Um, boy, you know, I, I, I would, I would honestly, I, you know, the one, the move that makes the most sense is is Austin Hedges. Yeah, and that's a shame, but you know, for it, what he's it, did for this it's team, it's just the the move that makes the most sense. But having four catchers doesn't make sense. So, um, I don't know. I really, I really don't. You know, and and I think and that the moment uh, we get off the air, that'll break. Yeah, probably. But um, I would, I would, I would say, Hedges one, Jonathan Hernandez two, Brad Miller three. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do it, guys. Right after this. Coming up with us is, uh, we're going to have Aiden Curry. He's going to join us right after this guy. All right, the guest of the day is brought to you by Frisco Rough Riders. Jeff, what's going on out of Frisco? Well, this is this is it. This is their last week at home. Uh, they'll, they'll finish on the road this season. Um, so if you're listening to this, you will probably be able to catch it. Hopefully the video will be out by Sunday and we you can, you can see it. But um, tonight... Dallas Stars night, post-game fireworks. Saturday the 9th, which is tomorrow, uh, Dia de los Quesos. So you can get a Quesos de Frisco Sugar Skull figurine giveaway. Uh, it's always it's always a fun little uh, deal that they do when they're the Quesos de Frisco. I like that one. And then uh, Sunday the 10th, fan appreciation night, uh, post-game fireworks, good times for all. Uh, and if you are a big believer in saving dates, mark down April 9th, 2024. That is when Frisco plays its home opener next season. Um, for more information, go to MILB.com slash Frisco. Uh, and we really appreciate all that Frisco has done for the Rangers Today Baseball podcast this season. They've got a couple. They, they finish out the year as our, as our sponsor, but we're not going to have more updates. So anyway, uh, thanks, thanks to all the fine people out of Frisco. All right, guys, and joining us right now from Hickory, North Carolina, it's Texas Rangers starting pitcher, Aiden Curry, who is jumping up charts right now and climbing up the prospect rankings. Aiden, what's going on, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing well. It looks like it's a dry there. Last night you got washed out, didn't you? Yeah, I think it was in like the second or third inning. We got, we got, yeah, it came in pretty quick, too. It was just out of nowhere and started downpouring. They got the tarp out early, though, so. Um, yeah, so Hickory is playing two tonight, and uh, if all goes well, they will be celebrating a, a playoff berth. Yeah, so I think we need to finish out this first game. I mean, we got a little bit of a cushion going into it. The bats were hot yesterday, so should be going into it 6 nothing, and then we got another one to focus on after that, but I think one's the number, so so That's we'll be fun. all right to celebrate. That's fun. Uh, so – you, you've been there for a couple weeks. You, you, you were at Down East. You had a, a splendid numbers there. What uh, what what do you think has led to your your success this season? Um, just honestly, I think it's just a little bit of uh, development as a as a pitcher. I mean, each year I've taken a pretty big step in terms of velocity, in terms of stuff. Um, so I think just allowing that to just play, you don't really think too much, and uh, just attack the strike zone. I mean. 
in, in all in all honesty, it's not the big league, so you can get away with a few pitches here and there. So if it's just around the zone, you'll be all right. What uh, what what for for the people who aren't familiar, what what do you throw? Uh, so I throw four pitches: uh, forcing fastball, a slider, a changeup, and a cutter. Is is one of those your? I got to get a guy out. What, what, yeah, the slider pitch, for sure. Guess, slider out pitch definitely slider. Uh, throw to lefties and righties, but. I uh, kind of relied on it pretty big this year and got me a bunch of soft contact and, and some good swing and misses. So I, I'm really starting to like the slider a lot. I mean, I picked it up last year, really. Um, so it took a little bit to kind of actually get it to turn. Uh, I was throwing a little bit of a gyro ball, but it, it came a long way this offseason and it played really well this year. So how, how does it, how does a pitch develop? I mean, I, you know, the, the Rangers I know are big into the – pitch shapes and, and, and working with those things? Is it, is it a matter of them just trying to match your biomechanics to, to the baseball? I mean, how, how does that come together? It's, it's kind of almost, for me, I feel like it's a little bit of a trial and error. Um, obviously, there's, there's kind of like the two, two uh, different slider kind of movements. You have the big sweeper that's kind of been, been the uh, hot stuff this year in the big leagues and throughout all of baseball, and then you have kind of like that gyro ball. So um for me it made more sense based off the fastball to try and get one to turn turn more into a sweeper mm -hmm. um so then we just worked through grips we worked through mental cues um and that, that, honestly that's really about it and honestly it kind of came out of nowhere this spring training where it became like a big sweeper um i think it was it was kind of like a short hard breaker and then one game in spring training, it just started sweeping like crazy. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> so it was, it was a little hard to control. And I was like, well, I mean, it's a champagne problem. I can, well, I can work with a sweeper as long as it's continuing to sweep. And then after that, that outing, it just kept doing the same movement. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll rock with that and just change my starting line and go from there. That's kind of crazy. That this, Yeah. Uh, this in the middle of a game. Oh, Son of a bitch! It's the thing. This thing's, this thing's a sweeper now. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was. I didn't throw a lot of strikes that day because it was just going glove side. I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" It was what crazy. Is, uh, so, what's your velo right now? Uh, right now I'm kind of right around the 93, 94 range. Um, earlier in the year I was hitting a little bit more fives, uh, but we're starting to hit the dog days a little bit. So, okay. right in that 93, 94 range. Yeah, you're you're stories not traditional and how you got into professional baseball kind of kind of along the the same path as uh josh steven who we had on the show uh, in july yeah absolutely june um i think they call you guys non-drafted free agents it was that 2020 draft only five rounds you could only sign for twenty thousand. i think that was the the maximum yeah um what what led you to professional baseball over maybe going to a, going to college he was committed to bucknell 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 yeah no yep we'll talk about that in a yes bit. good basketball yeah all right um so yeah i mean for me i mean it's always been a dream of mine to play professional baseball and kind of when when it was all happening i was seen in the fall of 2019 by the east coast scout for the rangers and things started to pick up a little bit and covid hit that february and the rangers were really the only ones that kind of stuck with me um, so I, I kind of took it as like, well, it's a crazy time right now. I have, I have the, uh, like the offer to, to take this non-drafted free agent contract and get in while I can. So I kind of, I kind of knew that I wanted to play pro ball and I didn't want to miss an opportunity. It could be the only one I get. Um, so that's kind of where my head was at when I, when I signed, where it was like, it, it would be silly to say no. And then I said, I do go to college. I get hurt and I never play pro ball. And then I'm regretting that the rest of my life. Oh, I could have played. I could have played. But so I, I didn't, I didn't, not necessarily I was thinking that far in the future, but I knew that I wanted to play pro ball and I saw an opportunity. So I took it. There was, I mean, there was a decent, a decent chunk of, of guys who did that. Um, this is, but, but, but this was 2022, uh, 2020 also. So you couldn't go straight to Arizona because I mean, minor leagues were shut down. I mean, so you didn't really get yeah. into it. What was Instructs? Was that your first? Yeah. So that year was a crazy long Instructs. It was from September to the middle of November. I pitched a game on November sixteenth that oh, year, wow. in twenty twenty, <laughs> and I yeah, it was that's 
it's been a while since I've played a game in November, especially coming from New York. I mean, there's no baseball going on in November. I'll tell you that. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was that two month instructs, but when we signed in June that year, we had just the, that, like, what is it? Three months, four months of just yeah. straight like meetings, zoom calls. That's about it. And just working out at home and getting ready for instructs. So, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of guys there that year and it was, it was just chaos going on. Obviously we had to get tested Everybody had to wear their masks. It was, right. it was a whole lot of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. So when when you showed up, for, for the people who don't know, you're six foot five. When you showed up, how much did you weigh? Oh, I might have been 175, 180. Yeah. <laughs> I was a, I was a string I was a string bean coming out of high school. <laughs> what was your top what was your top velocity then? In, in right. When I signed, I topped at 88. I was still kind of in that like 85, 87 range. Okay. So yeah, we're not, we're not making was, fun of you. It's just, you know, yeah, three no, years no. later, There's, now you're, you're, have, hitting, you're hitting fives. What do you weigh? 205, 210, probably? Yeah, 205 right now, right around that range, 205, 206. So, I mean, you know, you talk about all, you can talk about all the things you want about being a professional baseball player. They don't, nobody ever talks about like the weight room stuff, the nutrition stuff. And oh yeah, it's a full package. You yeah, guys how, do it all how, really well. Did they did they just tell you to to start crushing crushing food? What what did they tell you to do? Yeah, it was kind of a, a mixture of both. I mean, when I signed, I was like, yeah, right in that one seventy five, one eighty range. And it was I, when I went home that off season in November. It was eat everything and anything in sight, and eat <laughs> until I feel like I got to throw up. And so after that year. I, I was right around like that 192 after that off season. So I put on a good amount of weight, probably like 15, 17 pounds. And and then the thing I did the same thing the year after that, just eat everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, and then mixing in the protein shakes and then on top of it in the off season, you're working out a crap ton. So you just, yeah, you lift, you take creatine and then you eat and it's just, <laughs> Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Four <laughs> times, four times a day. <laughs> well, I remember, I remember another New York guy, uh, Joe Palumbo. Now he has yep. uh, Crohn's disease. Yeah, but he could never keep on weight, and so he was telling me that one spring, you know, one spring training, he spent the off season, he would have a four thousand calorie shake. Oh my gosh! It was a Holy shake crap. that had four thousand <laughs> calories. Holy crap! Yeah, and and you know, it was just because he could never keep on the weight because of, of of what turned out to be Crohn's disease. They they, they discovered it, and um, anyway, but it's crazy. The you know, you, know, you hear about Michael Phelps. You know, he would he would eat like six thousand calories a day or whatever when right. he was training for the Olympics and all this stuff. But baseball players eat a lot. We baseball players about... eat all the time. <laughs> it's oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> You, it, yeah it's not the three it's not the three meal day like the normal person it's four sometimes five <laughs> kind of depending or like four and a half because one of them's kind of just like that pre-game white light meal yeah but it's definitely definitely weighs more than a snack that's for sure yeah so so we, we kind of got away from this what what do you make of this season for you what what do you think you've accomplished uh in terms of your future um i think i, I set myself up pretty well i mean each year has been, I mean, from the first year to second year, it was a crazy jump. Or not really, actually. First year to second year was kind of like in the middle. And then that second that second season, in, or technically second year, first yeah. season in 21, it, it wasn't great. I mean, wasn't throwing hard. I didn't really have great stuff, not great command. And then the off season, it built, put on weight, got a little bit more feel, had a little more, a little more oomph on the ball. And then. So then that last year, last year was kind of that first real full year where it was like, okay, I belong here. I can get outs. I can get through innings. I can put up good numbers. And then this year it was like, okay, well, now the stuff's a little bit better again, but nothing really changes. You still got to command the zone. You still got to yeah. trust your stuff. And then so kind of where I set myself up, I feel like coming from like rock bottom pretty much building up to here, I think it's – I kind of almost expected it because I came in at 175, six yeah. foot four, and grew another inch and put on 30 pounds. So, <laughs> and to, to be truthful, I think there's still a little bit more weight in there. I okay. think right around the like 220, 225 range would be really good. Um, right. So, that, that's going to, I mean, so it's rinse, repeat for this offseason to kind of set myself up for next year and um, 
keep going down the path year after year and hopefully eventually end up in the big leagues and stay there. You, you came you came from uh, down east to, to Hickory. You guys were kicking ass in down east pitching wise. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it's like a bunch of yes. two and three ERAs. You know, you you got you got the, the the wide range of guys. You've got the you know the the three point seven million dollar bonus guy in, in Porter, but you had to start the year oh, yeah. Jose Corniel, who you've re- rejoined in Hickory. Uh, talk about that. That's like a that's got to be like a nice competition to have to to see a guy yeah, I mean, out there. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, every day we kind of just tried to put ourselves in a position to win. So, I mean, if we gave up one, it was all right because our hitters would put up three. So then you're you're going out there. It's like, okay, I gave up one. I'm covering my five innings, my six innings, and then you hand it to the next guy, and you know that guy's going to do his job too. He's going to go through one or two, and then you bring in the closer, go home with the W. So, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun because hitters were on, pitchers were on, and we were winning. We were winning a lot. And so, so it's always fun to win. I mean, nobody likes to lose, but <clears throat> it, it was a lot of fun because each day you go out and the guy before you did well, so now you got to do well. So it right. just kind of rolled over throughout the week from starter to starter, reliever to reliever, and then kind of just went through that first half. And we put up some pretty good numbers, one by a little a good bit. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, okay, uh, this, this is what we do on our show. I uh, I ask the baseball questions, then John takes over and kind of asks you some little less baseball questions so more get to know for sure. a little more a little absolutely more yeah for sure more. Here, here here we go John. okay Fire so, away yeah look and and you know it's fascinating because you you came out of that 20 i call it the 2020 class because there wasn't really a draft right. but you know what yeah. from top to bottom everybody that's come out of that 2020 is, yeah, has done well I mean, it, it's been rare that someone hasn't succeeded. And, uh, you, you know, you and, and Josh St- Stevens and, and y'all were two that were sound. I mean, it's it's amazing. But, okay, I want to get in. You came out of high school. You went to Fordham Prep. Is that right? In the Bronx, yep, New York? Fordham Prep. In the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. In, in the Bronx. Now, did you grow up? Were you from the Bronx? Is that where you grew up? No, so I grew up in Austin, New York. It's a, it's a town in Westchester, just about like 45 minutes north of the city. Okay. Um, so train ride, train ride into school on the Metro North and – so it wasn't too bad. It's like a 45 minute drive, 50 minute, 50 minute train ride. So now I've got to ask this and I just assume it. you, I'm assuming you grew up a Yankees fan. Yeah, I grew up a Yankees fan. Apparently my mom and dad were both big Yankees fans. Well, my mom really, my dad kind of just knew that he, uh, he couldn't go against there with the, uh, the baseball. That's for sure. <laughs> so she, she's a, she's a crazy Yankees fan. Um, started to kind of follow a little bit less now because now she's kind of following the Rangers. So yeah, but yeah. growing up, big, big Yankee household, and uh, yeah, we weren't big Mets guys, that's for sure. Okay, who, who, who's your who's who was your guy growing up that you you liked? I liked Derek Jeter a lot. I mean, that was the obvious one. Um, yeah. But when I was really young, I really liked Babe Ruth. Oh, um, cool. I wear number I wear number three because of it, even though I'm a pitcher. But that's awesome. um, so I, growing up, I'd always be number three, and then it just kind of happened that way. And, was Never there, really went away from it. Was there a pitcher you liked? Um, at that point, I was still playing both, so I was still kind of okay. all over Jeter. I mean, I was I was committed to Bucknell as a two way. I was going to play outfield, and I picked up outfield in sophomore year of high school. That's kind of when my growth spurt happened. I mean, I used to catch a bunch, so I, I'd oh. catch, I'd pitch, and then I was like six one. The knees were starting to crack a little bit. I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. <laughs> so I, 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 don't, I don't belong here anymore. That's for sure. Right. And to the next so, guy. So you go to Fordham Prep. Now, did you play any other sports or were you just a baseball guy? I played baseball. My freshman year, I ran cross country. And then my sophomore and junior year, I ran winter track and field. I did uh, I did pole vault and the – uh, I was a pole, pole vault. I awesome. didn't pull ball. That was it was a lot of fun. I actually won the city championship my freshman year that how, year. Nice. How high'd you go? Best I ever did was twelve. That six. year, I didn't ever get that high. I think the best I got was like I ended up quitting sophomore sophomore year because the coach was like, "It's either baseball or pole ball." I was like, "That's a no brainer." I'm taking baseball <laughs> for sure. So, uh, so I did, I went with that route, and then I just started running the four by two and the uh, fifty five hurdles. Um, but the best I got freshman year was ten six. And and then I didn't. We didn't get to that sophomore season. How long is the pole? It's pretty long. It'll 
isn't it 10 six now you gotta understand how old i am this the, the what the equipment this this guy has right here is totally different from what i had it was long yeah it's you just it's have almost, a tree branch yeah it was you know what the pole is longer than 10 six or 11 six or 12 six uh, we weren't going high enough to where you see those guys that go up over it uh-huh. i mean our pole would have gone over the pole and i'm sure yours would too when you got up yeah there. that height for sure yeah it was taller than that i never i was not big enough to to bend it uh-huh. I just wrote it over. Oh, okay. I mean, so that's how I did. Sergey so, Bubka. He was like the best pole vaulter oh, yeah. ever. It was on yeah, he's, he's I used to watch that all the time. Guy. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Bucknell, you were gonna Bucknell. go to Bucknell. Bucknell. Golly, yeah. I'm sorry. It's all right. You were gonna go to Bucknell. That's where that's where you were committed. Did you have any other schools interested? Uh yeah. I mean, when it came down, I think I had seven, eight offers. Um, it came down to Dartmouth, Bucknell, and Seton Hall. Oh, so oh. So you had some grades, I'm going to say. You, you were making pretty good grades. I mean, Dartmouth was kind of like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I like I like Bob Whalen's up there. I think he's still up there. I mean, we, we went up for that visit, and I remember walking around campus, and I was just like, man, I don't belong here. I, think I, I might be smart. might be smart, but I'm not that smart. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, a girl from my middle school that went to, Dar- to Dartmouth, and I was just like, yeah, I don't belong in the same school as her, that's for sure. <laughs> um, it was a really cool place up there, and the coach at Bob Whalen, he's I think he still had coach up there. He, he was really nice, and it was good, good visit. Um, but, yeah, high school, I mean, I had like a 3.8, and okay. I had like a 12.60 on SAT. So nothing really, really mouth-dropping or jaw-dropping or uh, – yeah. I think crazy. I mean, it, it did the job and kind of just, it was one of those grades where it was like, you don't really have to worry about, you know, talking to admissions to get them in. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So we talked about how much baseball players eat. What is your favorite food? What type of food do you like to eat? What's your favorite? Pizza is obviously a big one coming from New York. I mean, I'm very spoiled in that, in that aspect. Um, but there's this deli right by my house. It's pretty big in Westchester. It's called Rocky's Deli. And they have this sandwich that's called the hashtag. the hashtag. And it's a it's a right. chicken cutlet, uh hash brown with bacon, egg, and cheese on it. That sounds delicious. Oh, it is God. phenomenal. <laughs> it is phenomenal. If you ever visit New York and you want to take a trip up to, uh, to technically Millwood, but if you ever want to take a trip up there, I would highly suggest that I, I have a bunch of those. You, you, you'll meet us there to have one of them sandwiches. I'm telling you right now, yeah, uh, you'll see yeah. when, when you get up, when you get up to double a, we get out there and try to catch the guy, you catch you guys out there too. When you get up to double a, you'll notice that I don't miss many meals. So uh, <laughs> that, that sounds like right up. Okay. So now that's your favorite food. You like that sandwich. You also like pizza. What's your favorite fast food? If you're in a pinch and you've got to eat fast food, what is it you like? Um, I, and really just about any of the burger place, All right. like even except I don't really like McDonald's burgers. They don't really do the trick for me. I kind of stay away from McDonald's, but like if it's really, if it's one of those real late extra inning games, I'll probably go to Wendy's or something or whatever it is kind of where I'm at. I know Texas is big on Whataburger. Damn right. Um, but, but here there's Wendy's. I'm, I haven't had Jack in the box, but definitely kind of like a bird, like a bird. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to ever try it. <laughs> maybe I'll take, maybe I'll take a look inside and then be like, yeah, I'm going to go with something else. <laughs> my, son, my son, my son has never really liked hamburgers, but he had a Whataburger the other day and loved it. Yep. And so now he's like into burgers yeah. and he saw a Jack in the box commercial. He's like, I want to try that. And I was like, no, you don't. No, nah, nah, you don't want to do that. So, <laughs> do that. Have, you, have you had a Whataburger? I mean, you have, have you had a chance to, or. Yeah. So Arizona? it's not the, uh, yeah, it's not the Texas Whataburger, but they had one, uh, branched out in Arizona. It was like a five minute drive from surprise. So yeah. we yeah, went out, I went out there with that. I actually went there with Josh Steven that, that day. There you go. There you got go. One. There you go. All right. Now, now we go to your favorite home cooked meal. What's your favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Might be mom, might be grandma. You got a girlfriend maybe that cooks you something you like? My, my dad cooks the food in the, in the house for the most part. Um, that's tough. He's got a pretty good spaghetti and meatballs or pasta and meatballs. His sauce is well done. Very yeah. well done. Um, awesome. That and then. When he just makes it in a giant pot and then freezes the rest, and then we have it for like we have leftovers forever. Um, so we kind of go kind of branch off of it. We'll make like a chicken parm off of it or yeah. something like that. So definitely, so like my Italian. dad's 
yeah, yeah, my dad's pretty Italian. My mom's more on the Irish side, and um, but yeah, I mean, I love Italian food for sure. I'm with you on that. So definitely, okay, so- definitely the chicken parm my dad makes. That would be All the right. one from home. We're going to get down to just a couple more, Aiden. We're going to get you out of here. First, we're going to do your spare time. Now, we know today you came from the golf course. So, you know, in your spare time, you play yeah. golf. You hunt and fish, anything like that? No, I'm, I picked up golf just to get outside a little bit. Um, I picked it up in May this year because I was like, all right, I got a lot of time on my hands. It's, it's not the same as Arizona. Like it's night games, you go in the morning. So, it's sure. kind of, you kind of got in Arizona, you got – the night you got the night games and once the AZL starts, but for that extended month, extended spring training, that month and two months, you're playing at noon. So you get back to the t- back to the uh, apartments there, and it's like four or five o'clock. And you're just toast, and there's no you don't want to go golf out there after that. Um, so I picked up golf this this year, and video games are big show like TV shows, stuff like that, just something to watch, but definitely video games before and then i was like all right that that year before in arizona it was just go back take a nap play video games sleep same thing the next day so that's why i kind of picked up golf to get outside a little bit enjoy the sun and i've started to really like golf pitchers are usually good at golf how good are you i shot my best yesterday it was an 89 but i'm new i'm new to i'm new to the sport You could beat me um, right now. And I used to play it all the time. I'm telling you right now, that's a good, that's good for where you're picking yeah, it up in May that, and shooting 89. You you'll be a single, single digit handicap guy here in a couple of years. I guarantee it. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I might go for my tour card if that's the case, but uh <laughs> but, so better, but yeah, I mean the, the best golfer it was easier the, course. The best golfer in the system is Cole Wynn. He's really? a, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, that's all we hear uh, from people. Mike Maddox is a great golfer. Yeah, coach, the your your he, he has he has a 10, 10 career holes in one. Yeah, uh, his brother Greg Jeez. only his his brother Greg has only six. Yeah, Greg has the advantage in Cy Youngs and career victories, but Mike's got yeah. holes in one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you ever talked to Mike? I've not. No, not yet. I saw him a few times in spring training. Never got the chance to really talk to him yet. Good egg. Keep doing what you're doing, and he will be all up in your stuff talking to you yeah. <laughs> he's fun he's a fun guy but he he does once once you get on his radar he's going to be right up there in the middle of your stuff find, figuring it out and giving you some things yeah, right, we always it. finish on this fun one yeah the fun one the fun one this is a good oh, one wow. now that we've had some great answers and i'll give you some examples the question is what is something that nobody knows about aiden curry now some of the great answers we've had are like jack Lyder, who cannot stand peanut butter doesn't like it whatsoever um don't know why uh doesn't like peanut butter we've had uh brock burke is a sleepwalker yeah brock burke in the big leagues he's a sleepwalker gets up in the middle of the night and sleepwalks um we've had uh davis wenzel playing in triple a right now plays third base shortstop uh he got his finger chopped off when he was about five years old tip is a finger tip Tip of of his finger what is something that nobody knows about aiden curry Ooh, i gotta think that's tough I mean, I give you more of a fun fact. Okay. While I'm fun thinking. facts count. I did. I bowled a lot in the off season, and my best score was two seventy six. Hey, Holy hey-o. So, in El Paso, when I was driving down for spring training, yeah, we stopped there, and it was like eight o'clock. My mom wasn't feeling too great, so she she hit the hay early, and it was like eight thirty. I was like, I'm gonna go go bowling. Why not? Um, so I had my own <laughs> ball, and I went. And I shot a 276, and there was a family there next to me that were like cheering me on. And it started. <laughs> it's awesome. It started really poorly. Like it was a split on a five, and then I picked up three on an open frame, and then I went and did just hit. I think it was 11 straight strikes or something. Oh it was just. It was crazy. I hit a rhythm. I had my AirPods in, and it just it was just dialed in. So that was a lot of fun, but. Um, forget golf baby yeah hey so what now do you bowl Ooh, i got a, I got a better one i okay, got a better okay. one for, okay, the, for the question so in christmas last year yeah last year i was dry i was doing an instacart and there i got hit by a drunk driver and oh i gosh. didn't have a i didn't have a scratch on me and they wow. they they've like their car went spinning out into a ditch and they walked out with like bloody hands, like broken teeth, 
And the worst I got out of it was the hair on my hand was burned from the from the gas from the airbag. And that was it. Oh, my God. It was I don't know how it happened. They hit the front of my car like straight on coming around to turn in the middle of December. And I just I just got out of the car like nothing happened. It was like it was unbelievable. I don't know how it happened. Someone's up there watching for sure because yeah. it was unbelievable. I, I, I remember sitting there and a guy was coming around the turn. And I was turning, I was like a, a minute walk from my house. And and I thought they were going to go down these back roads just straight. And they kept trying to turn. I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Buckle <laughs> up. But so yeah, that that's something that nobody really knows about me. I, I, I could not be here. I walked out of that car without a scratch on me. So wow. that's definitely something that's, I would go you with. You had somebody upstairs looking out for you, buddy. That's, yeah, that is fantastic. Sure. Did you follow, did you follow up on the guy? Did he... I, all I know is that he was charged with a DUI that night. That's for sure. And he lost his teeth. So I, <laughs> and he had a couple. And then he had to take a th- trip to the dentist after that. So. <laughs> Probably a couple. Well, that is that is yeah. that, that is interesting. That, that, that goes into our top five, I think. You know, I gotta ask if you're a if you're a bowler, do you bowl with your pitching hand or do you try to? So I do go righty, but I bowl with two hands. So oh, it's yeah, not yeah. just all that. forearm. I, um, I think what's the guy's name? It's the Australian bowler. I, I picked it up off of him. He well, was on a. a I remember. Afro. That's a. That's a. Yeah, he's afro. also a two-hand bowler. Yeah, there's a guy from, right up down from, the street. from that guy. There's a guy from right in our area who the two-handed bowler is one of the best bowlers in the. I yeah, so I, I remember seeing him in a YouTube video on uh dude perfect they do a bunch of trick shots and stuff i think they're out of dallas too yeah yeah um and he was on there they were doing a bowling episode where they just did a crazy amount of bowling shots and he was on there so i started watching his pro stuff and i was like that looks like it's a lot better for the forearms i'm gonna try and do that (laughs) so that's why i picked it up you, you figured it out do you have your own bowling ball yeah i do it's back at home i didn't bring it this year but but yeah, I do have my own ball. It's uh, I think it's sixteen pounds. And how long, it, is, the, it, how it, long it, is the drive from New York to Surprise? Oh, it was thirty-seven hours. That was a week trip for me. It was me and my dad. <laughs> so from Austin, we went from Austin to Knoxville on day one, which was twelve hours. And at that time, my mom was living in Houston because she worked in a in a hospital over there. Okay. Now now she's back in New York, but she lived in Houston, so she had her apartment there. So we the next day. We went from Knoxville to Houston. Okay. Which Probably was another 12 thir- hours. It was 13 because we hit a little bit of traffic in Texas. That was yeah, no fun. And then we stayed there for two days to take a break. My dad flew back home to New York. And then me and my mom went from Houston to El Paso, which I think was like another nine or something oh, like that. It's got to be nine or ten nine or from 10, Houston. Yeah. 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 It was like, it was somewhere around like that nine or ten because we had to keep stopping because she had like a stomach bug going. So we had to keep stopping Thanks. at the uh, rest stops so she oh. could go to the bathroom and stuff. And uh, so then that night, then that next day, she flew from El Paso to Houston. And I did the last six hours to surprise myself. So, it wasn't right. bad at all. All right. There you go. That's a hell of a deal. That is. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was, that was a, a long break. drive. Yeah, this has been fun, man. Hey, listen, we, 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 we have guests on more than once. We're going to do it again another time. Certainly keep doing what you're doing out there because you have turned a lot of heads. Your name's getting mentioned with a lot of the prospects coming up. It's been great to see the season you have, but we especially know you guys have busy schedules. Thanks so much for stopping down and coming out here and talk to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure and feel free to reach out. I got all off season. I have some, some free time then too. If you guys want to run it back and do this again, I'm, I'm more than welcome to. All Absolutely. Right, man. You're cool, man. Aiden it. Curry, right-hand pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Hey, man, this guy's a stud. You need to watch for him. Aiden, thanks a lot, bud. We'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. You Take too. Care. All right, down on the bus leagues next. Big thanks to Aiden Curry for joining us right there. Now it's time, guys, to go down in the bus leagues, and we'll talk about minor leagues, which are basically ending this week for Hickory and Down East, right? They yeah, end? they end, and then Frisco. Uh, Frisco the next week. Right. Triple A. Week after that. Week after that. So let's go down. We'll we'll and the uh the the Dominican Summer League and the Arizona Arizona Complex League, they're done. Yeah, yeah. Uh instructs start uh, Monday. Yeah, they're starting quick. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh they're not they're not gonna have the college tour this year because it doesn't line up with anybody's fall practices. So right. It was just gonna be a small group of guys, young guys, 
Um, they're not going to play any games. They might play the Royals a couple times, and you know, just because they share the complex. And then in uh, in November, uh, the Rangers are going to bring uh, bring some hitters in to for a little camp there in in, in Surprise. So, uh, boy, Instructs isn't like it used to be. Instructs used to be a grind. It was like another little season. Yeah. But, uh, they're really trying to specialize and hone in on on more individual stuff. And so. there's there's guys that that maybe through injury or whatever need a little more work. Yeah, and those yeah. are those are guys. Well, you know, and 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 on 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 that end, you know, the Arizona Fall League roster should be announced soon, and uh, the Rangers have some candidates of guys who who did not get enough innings. Uh, Zach Kent might might be a guy who pitches there. Lighter maybe. Jack Lighter's a possibility. Depends on on how uh, how many innings they if they're comfortable with the innings. If he's comfortable with his delivery. If he wants to continue to work on it in games, so there, there's some, if not fall league, some winter ball opportunities. Absolutely. All right. So we'll go to down east. They're 29 and 34. Mm-hmm. They're four and six in their last ten. They've won a couple. Look, they're down ten games in this half, but they won the first half. They won the first half. So they're, they will be in going, the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, and you know you still got Brock Porter down there. Pitching uh, well. You know, I mean, you know, like we just talked about with Aiden, they're they're that's a, just a, a pitching heavy team. And right. Um. So so that's good. Um, I was just looking at some stats, and um, you know, da, 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 our, our guy Anthony Gutierrez, who's 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 had it since he's come back from his little wrist or elbow deal, whatever it was, in spring in uh, May, um, he, had, he he he's done well, but he has thirty stolen bases this this season. This the guy, the guy Gutierrez, can, yeah, the guy can move. And then um, um, JoJo Blackman, who has been really struggling, is. is Gotten his average over two hundred. He's gotten he's gotten hot. He's a nice kid, a great defensive player. Right. Uh, he has a little pop. Um, anyway, that's good. That's good to see because um, you know offense has been in, in short supply there. Um, but uh, anyway, good, good, good. Fin- finish on a strong note. Yep, if you will. So we go to Hickory. That's high ball. Hickory is forty and twenty one, seven and three in their last ten. They've won three in a row. Hey, they've got a three and a half game cushion, which is why he's talking about they basically need one game to yeah. secure that playoff spot. So that's what they're finishing a game from the rain out tonight. And they're they're ahead six to nothing in that game. In that game, so they're probably gonna they're they're. I, Chances are they're not going to get swept this weekend, and if they no, do, I mean, I think that uh, he said the magic number is one. Is one. So, so unless they, the other team scores went, seven if, runs, yeah, they're if they, they they're they could clinch in the first the the, the first part of, of the day today. Yeah, and uh, an interesting name and an interesting <sighs> development there, Sebastian Walcott. Yeah, oh, seventeen yeah. years old playing in high A. He is the youngest player in there by a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's only been he's the fifth seventeen year old to play in a for a full season in Philly this year. Uh, it wasn't so much that hey, this guy needs to go straight to high A and skip skip low A because he he could o- honestly open the season next year at at low A. But um, you know, it, it, it's about it's about doing the best thing for the player, and he uh, does not speak uh, Spanish well, right? Um, and and the coaching staff and most and a lot of the players there. Uh, especially on the position player side, or Spanish speakers, right? So they're giving him a, a, a taste in Hickory, where um, the, the, you know there, there are Latin guys, obviously in, in Hickory, but uh, it's just more of a, a better fit for him here to, to finish out the year to see what it's like to to get ready for a playoff game to to poss- you know <laughs> compete in the playoffs. So uh, it's not like oh my god, he's going to be in the majors and you know at nineteen. He might be, yeah, but it's 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 more of just. Do you understand how young he is? Though? Oh yeah, the yeah. guys there are young guys there. Well, Aiden Curry's twenty one. Twenty one, and yeah. he's young, and that's four years old, three three four years older, right there. Yeah. I mean, look, he's not spit the bit either. He's he's only had nine plate appearances. He's got a couple of hits. Mm-hmm. He's got one double. He's walked three times and only struck out twice. Yeah, we'll get we'll get him on. He's going to go to Arizona for instructs, so we'll try to get him on. Yeah, well, yeah, there. we had already reached out. So Sebastian's obviously someone we want to talk to. Let's go to Frisco. They're thirty and thirty, the only minor league team that it looks like probably will not make the playoffs. Yeah, they're four and six in their last ten. They've lost one. They're they're six out right now. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of good names still there. The one name right there. And look, as of today, we will be looking for the Rangers Today Baseball. Uh, Rangers Today is going to have a new top prospect because my, you know my rule. Oh, that's right. My rule is you cannot play a day in the major leagues and be on my t- top 20 list. My number one prospect was Evan Carter. 
He is playing in the big leagues. If all goes the way it is and something doesn't happen before 7 o'clock tonight, <laughs> he will make his major league debut. Yeah. He will be gone. That means there's a new number one job up for, for grabs. I'm not going to take bets on who it's going to be because a lot of people are probably already know who that probably yeah. is. And he's playing right now in Frisco anyway. And oh. he's done nothing to not earn this. A lot of people have him ahead of Evan now already. Uh, White Langford. White Langford, who yeah. we're talking about, who's done well there. Yeah, he's he's – Guy can, the guy gone. can just hit, so he can um, hit. you know, and it, it it seems like this is where he's going to be to start next year. I would guess so. Um, I'd he's imagine, not coming up this year. I'd imagine he'll be in, in major league spring training. Um, oh yes, yeah, sure. I don't I don't know for sure, but I would think he he would be. Uh, I think he's close. You know, you never know; these guys um, come at their own pace, and yep. you know, uh, Jack Leiter uh, is, is is has pitched well the two times since he's been off the Deville. Uh, developmental list, right? He probably has two more outings to go, and then, like we were just talking about minutes ago, they'll see if he needs to go and uh, uh, pitch somewhere in the in, hey, the, hey. in the off season just to to build up the innings and 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 go into the off season confident in his delivery. And then what they said, uh, I asked somebody about it, and they're like, "Well, his delivery, there was really nothing wrong with it, like horribly wrong with it." Um, they just needed some tweaks that they thought would would help him. Weren't they trying to slow him down a little bit? Well, he he's he's going in a you know a more direct path to the plate, you know stuff like that, and um, they they like the way it looks, and and obviously the early results are are are, are favorable. So um, anyway, we'll see what happens. That's a that's one to watch here in the next couple of weeks. Round Rock, Round Rock is thirty six and twenty four. They're four and six in their last ten. They've won one. Oh, by the way. We got to talk about Abby Ortiz. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Abby it, Ortiz, uh, thirty-four home runs now. I thought thirty-two. No, he hit another one last night. Oh well. Um, uh, well, they haven't counted it yet then because that game's not done. Okay, that's what it is. So anyway, he's yeah. going to get over a hundred RBIs, over thirty home runs. I know he's, we jumped back to high. Age, yeah, yeah, no, but and I meant to. He's he's going to be the Rangers minor league player of the year. There's no there's no doubt about it. There's now that now else. that. With with Sajasi and Acuna gone, right, and, and the uh, other and, one a big and, and JP Martinez, yeah, in in the majors, it's it's, I think Sajasi would have won it, yeah, uh, had he not been traded. But um, Sajasi's over 100 RBIs. He's been destroying it for for the Cardinals uh, for what? Yeah, Springfield. I, I gotta be honest with you, the trades that the Rangers made up at the deadline are really working out for the other teams right now. Well, uh, <laughs> that's what it's yeah. about. Uh, I would say Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton have worked out for the Rangers. Absolutely. They have, yeah. and, they, you know, Jordan had a bad alley last time, but it's the first one he's had here, and he's been consistent all year long. Yeah. He's a good good left-handed pitcher. Yeah. Somebody I hope they, they bring Resign. back. Yeah. yeah. I hope Absolutely. they get him back here. Stratton's somebody, too, that I, I, I like, too. The, okay, Round Rock is 36-24. and 24. They're 4-6 and six in their last 10. They've won one. They are four games up. Yeah. Uh, in the in, in the Pacific Coast League, they look like they're headed for the playoffs. Yeah. Um. You know, look they they are they've got some guys there that are I call them tweeners. They're right there that you think could help on a big. You got Foscue, who by the way is I think a big leaguer. Yeah. Could be he's just not a place right now. Yeah. Huge game last night. He yeah, two, he did two homers and two doubles. Yeah, yeah, and then you have like Davis Wenzel, who has just so totally solidified himself back in into the conversation, yeah. whereas even if it's not a place here, he might be somebody that could yeah. be dealt in the offseason to somebody who, who sees something there. Uh, and yeah. pitching-wise, you still have Cohen, who, by the way, somebody brought that up to me. Is that a DFA candidate? I don't oh, think it no. is. I think that some of it out of his work out of the bullpen and what they put yeah, into he, him. He yeah, he had a bad outing the other day, but that was his worst outing in a long, long time. Okay. Um, uh, you know um, – Owen White hasn't had as good a year as the Rangers were hoping. I think he'll be an off-season project, uh, just trying to get him his mojo back. And um, you know, guys, again, guys come at their own pace. And um, but he, you know, he's on the forty. He made his MLB debut this year. Uh, obviously, they when, when you're on the forty and you're running out of option years, or when option years start to go away, they need to get these guys straightened out. Yep. So uh, that's why he and Cole are. Uh, have have received a lot of attention, um, yeah. But I don't I don't think that either one is a Owen definitely isn't a DFA candidate, and I'd be shocked if they did that with Cole. Yeah, I, I do too. I think it's to shocked. me it, that could that I would, would I, would, come, I would write about it. I'm telling you, Cole Wynn would get claimed. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. 
Somebody yeah. would take him in a heartbeat. I mean, Glenn Otto got claimed. All yes. right? All these guys are getting claimed that the, the Rangers are DFA in. So that tells you that the Rangers have good talent, but they just They're running out of room. It was just a bad, a bad storm this last offseason with all the guys that ended up on the 40 man for a team that they weren't sure was going to contend, and then they do contend and they don't have any real roster flexibility. Yeah. So anyway, um, we can write about that if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. And, um, well, these the, these these bus leagues are going to get a little shorter as yeah, the season's end. Yeah. Um, coming forward, a couple of them are still going to be playing next week, so we'll do that again. Uh, we're about to head out to the stadium. It is Friday. Tonight is Evan Carter's Major League debut. Uh, we got to head out there for that. There's a press conference. You know, um, you, you guys will see some video of that. I'm going to get some video of him. Uh, yeah. If you haven't, you didn't know that yet, go to the YouTube channel, uh, Rangers Today Baseball Podcast YouTube channel. There will be some videos of Evan taking batting practice, running around out there, because uh, I'm definitely going to get some of that while I'm out there Yeah, get those downloaded. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also subscribe to Rangers Today. Absolutely. Uh, $5.99 a month, 60 for uh, 12 months, or 35 for six. Um, look, you know, we say this all the time. It's It's – it's good stuff. It's the it's the entire organization, and uh, you don't get you don't get the coverage anywhere else that we provide. So and I know you don't. And and let me tell you, I, I don't think you realize MLB trade rumors links to him all the time. I mean, he gets linked to to Lone Star Ball. He gets they they treat the beat writer that you are. You are a source that a lot of major news outlets quote. I yeah. see Rangers today all the time get linked into stories on other national sites that they'll link. Jeff Wilson from Rangers Today had this in his story a lot. They don't do that for me. But, well, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> but I'm not a professional sports writer. This, this isn't my first rodeo. I, you know, I've been covering the team for 16 years, so you know, I, I, I come with a little built-in equity to this uh, Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's growing s- uh, what, sl- steadily, I guess, slowly but surely. Our, we have a good loyal base of people who are uh, – yeah. We're really, uh, we really appreciate, and um, uh, you know, I've I've had a chance to meet some of them here, and uh, just just good people, good Rangers fans, good baseball fans, and um, we're a good source. And then again, you know, if 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 you're subscribed to the Star Telegram for baseball coverage, you're just you're, pissing money away. Yes, if that was um, your if that was your goal. Yeah, and and you know, with uh, we we like uh, Levi Weaver from the Athletic, but he's. He's no longer covering the team, so the athletic doesn't cover the the team, and we're cheaper than the and athletic they anyway. Are, they so. have nothing in the hopper about hiring so anybody anyway, to call it. You know, Rangers today is the place to be, baby. There are three full time beat writers. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I mean, for a team that was been in first place all year long, there are three full time beat writers. Right. That's right. it. You, Kennedy, and Evan. Yep. And that that's who's been here all season long. Guys, we're done. Good luck to Evan Carter tonight, and hopefully the the next week we're going to be talking about some good things with Evan Carter. But until then, guys, we'll see you at the yard. Stop it.